Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, all the new stuff announced at the Apple's uh, September event. So stay tuned for that. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, still, I'm still happy to be back in our recording. <laughs> still <schedule>. happy. That's good. <laughs> it still feels good. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, I guess in that theme, uh, just a quick follow up from last week. Uh, thanks everyone who reached out, just saying like, "Hey," some people said that they were glad we're back, and you know, it was good to see y'all. It was good to read all of your tweets and stuff. So it's also still, like I said. Still good to be back. <laughs> yeah, that was so nice. Feels good to be missed. Thanks. And, and keep <laughs> tweeting at us. Yeah, it's and it's good when people say nice things about you, like in what you do. <laughs> who who knew? Um, so if you if you wanna if you wanna make us feel good, <laughs> <laughs> tweet at us at Layout FM. No, that's okay. We got we got all the validation we needed. Now now we're we're good for another four years. I mean, I wouldn't say no to some. Nice tweets, but you know. Right, well, you well, tweet at me. I'm at Rafa Hardy. Uh, <laughs> Leave Kevin out of this. All right, all right. You can include me as well. I'll I'll accept. I'll accept the phrase. <laughs> okay, it's like optional fields in a form, you know. Right. Yeah. Kevin okay. is optional. If you oh, like. Perfect. Cool. Uh, one thing that um, so last week uh, we were just catching up and uh, letting we were just talking about stuff that we what we were up to uh, during our break, and um, I left something out because I. I left it out because I was waiting for it to be, you know, I was waiting to be able to uh, talk about it publicly. But by the time we recorded, I I was already able, but I totally forgot. Um, one very cool little uh, thing that I worked on um, is a series of short films um, led by a friend of the show, dear good, uh, you know, I think uh, he won uh, the listener uh, layouty like listener of the year or something <laughs> chevy you might have if you're a long time listener you might have heard about him so he's doing is this like a, for university like this project is it's a, a collection of short films um and i was uh, i was i had a privilege and honor to be a part of it so i provided the voiceover um for for those series for, for those short films and overall just like cinematography in the writing especially the writing uh is top notch and so they are being released like uh one at a time and um i think that the 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 project is called postcard films and we're going to put a link in the show notes for their um like their instagram page that's that's where they're pushing uh content uh heavily now so feel free to follow it follow that account uh be on the lookout for new short films and uh you can see chevy's work and uh my voice talking about not design things <laughs> that sounds really cool though i really like that format yeah yeah i think it's a pretty pretty cool idea and um it's a very well i don't want to people can have chevy uh on the show one day to talk about this project it was really really cool so yeah sweet yeah sounds good there's one more thing i wanted to mention so our friends of Figma are kicking off a brand new critique series for uh, new designers to the industry or 
honestly, anyone just looking for feedback, and I will be the very first guest. So it's going to be next Friday. There's going to be a live stream on YouTube. So if you're interested in participating and having your work critiqued, I'll be nice. I promise I'll give you some good tips, some feedback. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. And you can uh, just add your work right there, uh, and then we'll go through the list of the people who submitted their their work. I think it's going to be super fun. So if you're interested, join us. Boom! And that's it for follow. We don't have we don't have a lot, um, yeah. but what we do have is a lot to talk about today. <laughs> of course, we're recording this on Wednesday, and yesterday uh, there was um, iPhone Day. Happy iPhone Day, everyone! <laughs> uh, we we got a new Apple event, and uh, you know because. We're into this type of stuff, so we like to talk about it. I have feelings and uh, thoughts. So, uh, as usual, now in this show, we usually just recap the show, the I mean, the event, and we talk about what the what the, this American company announced. <laughs> oh, wow, I don't know. I'm being weird today. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> How does that feel like? Should we talk about the event? All Yay. right, let's do it. Yeah, it's kind of like our right. our live commentary, and sometimes we go. Uh, longer than the actual event itself so we will see i think it's pretty late uh, especially for you tonight so we might not do that mm-hmm. but we will try, try our to best be um to give our two cents on all the things that were announced so i think the yeah. first thing yeah. that kind of kicked off um the event was what i think was one of the most beautiful video intros that they've had in a really long time mm-hmm. so that was kind of like the flat um sort of like uh, all sorts of different devices and uh, Apple things throughout history. UI elements um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. And to me, it was just the right tone. Like, you know how they've done like the crazy, like um, all the apps are gone kind of thing for WWDC. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I forgot the clicker of these. Like, I think this is definitely more tasteful. Um, and yeah, it was, it was incredible. Like, I think they really, um, nailed it with this, this video. It's perfect. Yeah. I think it was my favorite since the, um, well, I don't know what they call it, but like, you remember that design by Apple, just like the dots. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was the one that was like a a thousand no's for every yes. Right. Mm, Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Exactly. I I would agree. Like to me, it's it's the same thing. This top that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, even if you're, because I, I I do understand that this can be weird. Like, oh my god, Apple just praising their own work and like, wow, look, we're amazing. And that's overall that's the theme of these shows. But if you're a fan, and especially like if you're a designer, just from the like emotion design, uh, you know, perspective, it's a really well made video. And um, at least personally, I go crazy when it's like, oh my god, this UI element animated into this other thing. What? Yeah. (laughs) And there's a lot of interesting things because these um these sort of drawings are flat shapes. But you see in a lot of cases, like they actually are in 3D. If you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's almost as if like it's it's rendered as a flat shape, but the flat shape moves (laughs) around, uh, like with the iPhones Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I think just the way that they handle that style was like really interesting. So um yeah. Very clever, very clever. Yeah, um, definitely keep an eye on it. We can drop a direct link to the to that clip on YouTube. Can we? Oh, is there? You... Is there a clip of this? I think it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I guess it's just the I first. So. 
uh, the first beginning of. No, the... I think they actually posted as the song oh, video. Okay. Well, I have to check. Maybe, maybe I'm we'll wrong. Who knows? Well, the first thing they they talked about they announced was Apple Arcade, um, and uh, so we now have a uh, you know it's not new. We knew that was coming, but now we have a uh, um, uh, price. So it's four ninety nine a month. Uh, I think they're going to launch with like a hundred titles or something. Um, then you know it's like a subscription, and new games come like every month or whatever. Uh, and they did demo a bunch of games, which oh my god, it's just the most boring thing ever. Um, I think. And so, uh, I I don't know about this, man. I don't know. Like uh, they're they're, they're going to offer a uh, one month for uh, you know thirty days free trial, free to try. Um, that's what a trial is. <laughs> and uh, so I guess I'm going to try, but I don't think I will subscribe to this because. Ah, like gaming on iOS is a very casual thing that I'm not really into. I just don't play games on iOS devices. And they're really pushing the whole thing about every game on Apple Arcade. I think every game. I think it's a requirement. Uh, but I think every game has to uh, be available on both iOS, um, and Mac, and Apple TV. Which is, you know, if you're a game developer, those are some... <laughs> very different platforms. Some con- yeah. Like... <laughs> What do you mean, like Apple TV? Do you have to support that Apple TV remote thing? Like, I actually don't know all the details. But and also, the Mac is gaming on a Mac a thing? No, no, it's not. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. But it's not that expensive. I, you know, I guess still. Yeah. Okay. Um, my two cents on this is like obviously this thing is not for me. <laughs> like, it sounds so cool, and I think the pricing at least to me, seems very reasonable. Um, but mm. I felt like the the games they chose to demo were maybe not the most exciting games. Um, and they were all from, like, big publishers, like, big studio games. Yeah. Which, um, uh, and some of them, like, I, I'm trying to remember correctly, but um, there, there was one of them that had, like, bars. It was basically, like, letterboxed. It didn't take up, like, the full height of the iPad. <laughs> I was like, it just seemed a little <laughs> odd. Like, <laughs> it they seemed maybe unfinished. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's possible. I'm looking at the website right now. There seems to be a lot of interesting games. Like, there's a game uh, from Us Two that seems like it's it could potentially be interesting, and there's a bunch of other stuff. So I don't know if it's just that these other games will be coming out later, but to me, it's it seems like for people that do play games on iOS, this should be a must. You know, um, like I would, I would mm. do this subscription in a heartbeat. For me, I'm not really a gamer, so I'm probably not gonna gonna use this beyond the the trial. Just for, just try it for fun, but uh, mm. yeah. And it's uh, it's gonna be available September nineteenth, which it's interesting. Uh, I assume it's tied to iOS thirteen release, um, because they can't update the App Store without a whole software update <laughs> um and it's interesting that ios 13 like is, is has been delayed for the ipad so it's going to ship with 13.1 for the ipad uh later i think september 30th 30th i think um so that's interesting so you can't play it on the ipad for like a couple of days a couple of weeks <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know how they're going to roll out this it's kind of weird the whole for a lot of the new software has been, like we mentioned last week, it's been, uh, you know, 
Yeah, I think an even bigger issue there is um, if for things like notes, or sorry, not notes, uh, reminders, where it requires mm-hmm. like a an upgrade, like it's it's a one way street. So when you update your device, um, mm-hmm. your your notes will basically stop syncing to the, your iPad. <laughs> Uh, and and your Mac, I guess, right? Like <laughs> they haven't mentioned Mac, but yeah. I don't know when the, yeah. when the release date for the new Mac OS is. But uh, we shall see. I don't think you, you have one yet. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, like <laughs> it sounds so weird. And I guess I should look this up. But what are the new features in Catalina? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, sidecar. That's interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, you have all the iCloud stuff, of course. Uh, but that's not even coming in have... 13.1. Am I right? Well, you know what? I assume, you know, I well, not assume. I suspect that maybe the all the problems with iCloud, maybe they're also Catalina related. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe because the beta, the Catalina beta is still kind of buggy. Um, so maybe they're waiting on the Mac. iOS is waiting on the Mac to get their shit together uh, before. Uh, I don't know. I actually have no idea. Uh, also, you know, it has a bunch of new apps like music and podcasts. Oh, yeah, that's and true. Plus, so, so. Okay, thanks for the the so, reminder. <laughs> like, I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, that's how, like, generally uninterested I am about, like, the latest updates to Mac. <laughs> and, you know, Swift UI. Yeah, that's, a, that's the my biggest that. one, actually. Yeah, I am excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay, uh, what a tangent. Uh, <laughs> next up, they talked about Apple TV Plus, uh, and uh, they showed uh, this new one new show, a new trailer for a new show called C, uh, stars uh, Jason Momoa. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts. It, it's it's interesting. It looks interesting. Uh, good casts, good uh, directors and stuff. Uh, it has like the pedigree. Um, every every studio right now is desperate to find the new Game of Thrones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, HBO included. <laughs> I mean, especially HBO. They're in trouble. Um, and, and this still feels very much like this. Like, if you had to pick one Apple TV Plus show that would try to be that Game of Thrones-y thing, I think this is it. It's like a fantastical universe in the future, yada, yada. Um, I honestly, the one thing that I come out of this is like, this is that type of show that I think would benefit from a, from a more mature audience. Like, um just being able to swear and like show blood and honestly like nudity and some more extreme violence things that you all associate with HBO <laughs> i think it's it's it can be a thing that may hold back some of these shows cuz uh, some of the rumors say that apple is pretty tough on that uh yeah, all but, the shows has to be but do we know that that's actually true though I, I guess like uh, I well, can't, we know that I can't imagine how they're going to do this show without like maybe not sexuality but there has to be violence in the show, right? Well, it depends on the level of violence. I actually don't know how that regulation, you know, the the ratings, you know, I don't know what the details, but uh, I don't think this is, um, what do you call it? What, what comes after PG-13, like for mature audiences? Rated R? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So I don't think this is a rated R show. I, I don't believe that any uh, Apple show is mm-hmm. rated R. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I th- We'll see. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> damn that's good um the so okay the, the very interesting part of this of this announcement was the price uh and well the price <laughs> but kevin 
do you will you allow me to go on a tangent before we address Apple TV Plus? Can we go on a tangent just to talk about briefly about Netflix and Disney? Yeah, Plus? sure. Let's do it. Because I saw in the notes that on the, on one of our side dishes is something you would like to talk about eventually. Um, I am fascinated by this space, the streaming. Okay, this is going to be a tangent. Um, so I'm going to start just by saying that there's a v- amazing YouTube video that talks about just the state of Netflix uh, effectively, and uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. So almost everything I'm going to say is just I'm I'm just ripping that straight off that video. So all credit goes to Screen Rant. <laughs> um, but it's it's I think it's it's interesting to to look at the the landscape of streaming services uh, where Apple is going to debut, you know, and get its foot on the door and try to you know coin some space for it. Um, so like Netflix, as we know, is huge, and they were the first real streaming service, uh, right? So it was like they coined binge watching, right? <laughs> they coined all the like Netflix and chill and all the like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just pop culture media references like streaming is Netflix. Uh, they were the first. They nailed it. Very successful. Um, even just like let it play in the background. It's a thing. You just just let Netflix be playing in the background. Imagine like just for all the data that they get, like people are watching so much content. Um, and uh, so they 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 are VC backed. You know they have a lot of money, and uh, their whole thing is like create all the content. Right, we've seen this from, well, a while now that they are, they shifted into producing more in-house content than just trying to license other shows, which was a very smart move, I think. Um, but then in Q2 of this year, um, for the first time since 2011, which was when when they dropped the DVD subscription service, remember? Yeah. Um, so, so for the first time since then, uh, they lost subscribers in the US. And um, they forecast, it's not like they lost some, like they forecasted for that quarter for Q2 that it would, that it would, uh, they would win uh, 300,000 um, subscribers and they lost 120,000. Yeah, that is so pretty it was like, bad. That's rough. Their stock went down 10% and that's pretty bad. Um, so during this period, uh, one of the things that they did uh, was that they raised their prices by $2. Right, uh, if you remember that. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is the state of things. Uh, they're not good. And uh, oh, by the way, so the 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 reason why Netflix like gave for for this you know for this shift was that the their the content that they released led to just slow growth. Like the content was not good enough, effectively, which was like an interesting excuse, like a reason, I guess, for this. So, and now introducing disney plus right disney's coming to the to the game um like disney is a money-making machine as we all know um 10 out of the 15 top uh, global box office hits are are disney's just to put things in perspective they own movies and content um uh, their ceo bob Iger said regarding disney plus that it is going to be treated as the most important product we have ever launched like they are very serious about this it's not just a side project. Um, and this is what you get with Disney Plus. So for $6.99, way cheaper than Netflix, uh, you're going to get a bunch, a bunch of original shows and some of the Disney content. You're going to get a bunch of new Marvel shows, by the way, starring the actual, like, real movies uh, actors <laughs> and characters. You're going to get a bunch of Star Wars shows, whatever. 
Um, so that's like six ninety nine, pretty good deal. And then just for twelve ninety nine, you get three hundred movies, seven hundred TV shows. So you get all the Disney content. You get not only that, but then again, you get ABC, you get ESPN, you get Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, FX, Twentieth Century Fox, Fox Searchlight, National Geographic, Star, and Hulu, which is today like a competitor to Netflix. Right. And Hulu, like just throw it in. Um, all of this for the same price of Netflix, and they say it's a coincidence. <laughs> So not only is Disney a very big threat, but also all the Disney content that today lives in that Netflix has, they're going to lose all that. So it's going to be Netflix with a big hole in the middle. Um, <laughs> and Netflix has so much debt, by the way, like they have between 10 to a predicted $30 billion in debt. Um, and, you know, cause it's VC money. So, like the reason why investors give money to Netflix is because they it's based on two assumptions that they're going to keep growing subscribers and they will be able to gradually uh, increase prices. That's the only way to eventually make money, right? And so that's why when they lost subscribers, they couldn't say that it was because they raised prices. Because if one of them goes down for the other one to go up, this this you know this equation doesn't work. So that's why they made, they said, well, it was probably the content. <sighs> okay, sorry, tangent over. So this is this is the landscape. Netflix is in trouble. Um, Disney is coming super strong with just all of the content and all of the money. And now Apple TV Plus is here. <laughs> like, yeah. Hi guys. I, <laughs> Can I play? I, like, <laughs> yeah. And basically, there, there's a, a lot of interesting things going on here, right? Like, there's Initially, um, I feel like Net Netflix was kind of like king of the hill, um, and most people were kind of putting it against something like HBO, right? So it was like, oh, HBO, like do a lot of great, you know, uh, original TV shows that people like, um, <laughs> with Game of Thrones, um, and mm -hmm. so like it seemed like that was what they were looking at and we're like keeping on track with what they're doing um and i think we've seen that well now that hbo has lost or not lost really but is not doing game of thrones anymore it's like well yeah and, and no more big little lies uh it's like well what is going on, on hbo anymore and i know they've done chernobyl and other things but it seems like hbo is in trouble it seems like netflix with their raising prices is like not necessarily in trouble like i think netflix still has a lot um going for itself but i do mm -hmm. think that it's um i don't know like it, a lot of people were very very bullish on netflix because it seemed like it, it had like such a clever model right it was like look all all the studios like the Disney's and all the like good old TV shows like Friends and stuff like that like we'll have all that old content and we'll leverage the money that we get basically from people watching that content to create our own um originals and what has mm -hmm. happened basically is uh, is seemingly around all the same time everybody realized that that was that's what was going on and that was going to be bad for them so lit literally all the other content providers are like, well, screw that. We're doing our own. Um, and then Disney, I think, was the giant shark that was like sleeping that nobody was looking at 
and they're mm -hmm. like they're really going for it right like they're not giving netflix any chances there like with their content they have the, as you said like the biggest properties and the pricing is just insane like it's just so competitive so yeah mm -hmm. it seems like to me like if we fast forward to whenever disney plus launches which i believe is it's november yeah so <laughs> november <laughs> is gonna be a very interesting month um <laughs> But and it's also like Disney has so much money, right? To put into this, it's like, yeah, sure, we'll they have all pour the all the money into all of this. Um, but Disney said that it predicts that or is hoping that um, Disney Plus as a service will turn profitable by 2024, I believe, right? So they're giving themselves like four years right. to turn a profit, yeah, which Netflix hasn't, and which I think they know, will, they will. Close probably hit even sooner than that <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's it's just a no-brainer like i already know that i will be getting it like you know uh, the, you yeah, have the no, star wars the, the star wars show like of course i'm gonna watch that yeah gotta watch gotta have and it. like for just right now i haven't bought any copy of like the avengers or you know any movie like marvel movie because they don't offer 4k hdr mm -hmm. content on uh on itunes and so like I know this will be available in November with the Disney Plus thing, so I'm not going to buy stuff. Right. I'm just waiting. Yeah, that's and also so like if just I'm holding off. General advice: like never buy movies anymore. <laughs> when they get old enough, like they will be on some kind of free streaming that you own that you have already. So, no need to buy movies mm -hmm. anymore. But um, yeah. So where where does Apple TV fall in there? Uh, and in my opinion. Before this event, it seemed like, well, Apple's going to have a really hard time because it seems like they don't have any content, even less than Netflix. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're going to want to charge people a fair amount of money for that. And it doesn't seem like they want to do a bundle. So um, it was hard to see how Apple would actually like be successful. And also like a layer on to that, like the fact that Apple may, may be like, trying to influence the creators and and changing the the stories and stuff like that so but what i think they've mm -hmm. done is actually pretty smart so 4.99 is just a little bit cheaper than uh than disney plus plus uh but what i think is most people are going to do is they're just going to use the free year that comes with a new apple device purchase mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. will be that fine is... for most people and it almost like takes it off this entire competition with the other ones because it's like oh yeah like most people if you you know buy an iphone every every couple of years like you'll be fine and it's for your whole family yeah. so it's like imagine like a family of like two or three people i think most people and like the thing that i feel like we need to clarify i don't know if it's just like the first year or if it's that's what i every yeah. time you buy a new uh, device yeah. it like resets the counter uh, I'm really curious to know that, yeah, because because if that's the case, like with every new device, you just add an, a year or whatever, um, that is effectively just taking off their margins for that device, just putting the price into a little into bit. The but these shows don't cost them anything, like after they're produced. So, I don't know. after they're produced, but they're like they're a couple billion, <laughs> maybe two. Well, not billion. I know, like. Some of the, this cast, like Jennifer Aniston, they're making millions per episode mm -hmm. just to pay that one person. Right. 
Um, like I know these shows are really, really expensive um, to produce. And you're right, after they're done, effectively you have zero costs to just keep running. <laughs> um, but I think, I think that, that this, you know, one year free, I think this is just a really smart thing for just for the, for the board and for if you want to, uh, if you want to look competitive, because um, I'm checking, like uh, in 2018, uh, Apple sold around 50 million iPhones. So I'm assuming they're going to sell more this year. So like, you know, all of a sudden you have 50 million Apple TV Plus subscribers, and that's a that's great. You know, this is going to be the the highest, uh, you know, um, the biggest adoption in any streaming service. It's, it's like these data points that they can put in the slide and appear to. Look, be very healthy as a in very competitive right um but the you know the the proof is in the pudding and we'll see if people are really um i think it, it will be just like that youtube album that everyone got for free uh all of a sudden and youtube could say like we are the most downloaded album ever well yeah sure but you know no one listened to that so it, it can be something similar it can be like the most subscribed service ever but people actually—it's just a thing that you have there for free that you don't really pay attention. So I think, yeah, it'll be it'll be tough to compete. And I don't know, I, I don't know what what their end game is. Like, what are they trying to achieve? Mm. I don't. It's not to make more money. I don't think. I think they'll they'll lose money with this for a while. I don't know about that. Like, so they need to increase. What they they need is increased revenue, I believe. So, like, not that it doesn't matter at all that they're spending money, but they they need growth somewhere, and that is potentially mm-hmm. an area to provide growth, whether or not it leads to more money in the bank. Like, that's kind of, like, the stupid way that the market works, mm-hmm. at least right now, because it's the same idea as Netflix of, like, well, eventually we can raise the prices and do things, and that's that's useful. And also, as people keep their iPhones for longer and longer. Like some people keep their iPhones for three, four, five years. Well, Mm -hmm. we can assume that these people uh, will be paying, assuming that they want these TV shows, but will be paying for Apple TV plus. One thing that's interesting that I saw uh, on Twitter was that uh, after your free year, the subscription automatically starts charging you. (laughs) So basically they, force and roll you into the subscription with every iphone which is not the most uh user-friendly thing to do Um, Mm. but yeah so they're they're really trying to push this hard so we'll see um like i'm still not sure like basically how if every time you buy like a new apple device like does that counter reset or is it really that first year their website doesn't seem to be helpful in any way there um i don't see that happening no like one of the things that i'm slightly concerned about personally is like do you remember that um that quote from the uh see i believe it's the ceo of netflix it was like our biggest competition is sleep uh and i feel like it's getting real close to that line like there I mean, are just Disney too many like, shows hold my beer <laughs> you know yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like there's too many shows like i don't have time for all of this like i can watch maybe like two th- maximum three shows right like on these services and i sure as i'll hope that like 
there's not one good show per <laughs> per service, uh, which would mean that I would have to subscribe to literally every single one of them to watch the, th- the stuff I want to watch. But um, I think in the future, like I'll have to start making some harder choices about what to what do I keep and what do I uh, yeah. let go. So I don't know. We'll see. And one last little thing: Disney Plus will uh, work with the TV, Apple TV app. And the up next thing, and Netflix doesn't. Another. Ooh. That's like the yeah, straw that'll that's, break that's my really camel's cool. back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, okay, bye, Netflix. Um, anywho, okay. Uh, we should move uh, to hardware. And so, actually, can we just not talk about iPad, please? Yes, please. <laughs> it's cheaper. It's not new. <laughs> and iPad Air now is still in the, like, why is that? Why does that model exist? Not sure. Whatever. Yeah, uh, in my notes, I, I put iPad section, aka Jaws reminds us of a bunch of stuff we don't care about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we before we get into hardware, Apple Watch and all the phones, uh, should we take a quick break to let you know about our sponsor? And this one, uh, it's a pretty cool offer. So, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> yes. So let me tell you about Pork Bun. Are you thinking about building your portfolio? Parkbun offers uh, free dot .design domain names. Boom. So dot .design is just like .com or .net or any other TLD, uh, but it's so much more relevant to what we do as a designer. So let's uh, potential clients or employers, if you're looking for a job, know what you do, uh, and even uh, like right when they see the URL of your website. It helps you with your branding. It looks great on resumes, business cards, um, and to me, like it's even a way to like get a good <laughs> uh, a good domain name because so many of the dot coms are are gone, and like to me, that's kind of this, dot design is the second best. Um, and Porkbun is offering our listeners a free dot design domain name for an entire year. That's super cool. Uh, their dot design names uh, domain names come with free Whois privacy and SSL certificates as well as a free trial of a Weebly site builder uh, to get your portfolio up and running. So uh, you can go and claim your free .design uh, domain name before someone else uh, does. Honestly, like it makes total sense to do that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's free, so why not do it? Uh, when you get to checkout, you can use the coupon code LAYOUT. Um, and uh, yeah, just head to parkbun.com now. Use the coupon code layout. We'll put a link in the show notes if you want to have a direct link. Um, and uh, our thanks to Parkbun for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Hey, Kevin. Do you, do you know how you can go to my website? I, I wonder. Rafa.design. Boom. That, so, that's actually so. like a super cool <laughs> domain name. Or, <laughs> or Yeah, is that a domain name? Yeah. Yeah, I always like somehow through this uh, this ad read, I like kept thinking, wait, is domain name the TLD or domain name the whole thing? But yeah, that's a really cool domain name. Cool. Four letters, <laughs> super neat. There you go. Well, the the TLD is longer than the. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but it's I like was... dot design. It's so easy to remember. You know, boom. It's like Rafa dot design. There you go. Actually, I. I'm going to snatch a couple of <laughs> free domain names for myself. Um, you, listener, if you take advantage of this amazing deal, uh, let us know what some of the cool uh, cool uh, domain names that you, that you got. Uh, and if they're live, like if they link to something, 
I'm thinking now, uh, next week, uh, you know what? Pork Bun is going to be back. Uh, and we can feature some of your own pretty cool domain names. So if you want free traffic and uh, free exposure, um, let us know. Let us know what kind of domain you, you got. Boom. Yeah, cool. that sounds awesome. All right. All right. Our thanks to Pork Bun. Thanks, Pork Bun. That's a fun name, by the way. Uh, okay. Um, hardware. Apple Watch and iPhone. Let's start with the Apple Watch. Uh, there's a lot of notes in my notes, but I feel like there's not a lot to say. <laughs> um, just quick, quick little thing to start. So they start the thing with a very, uh, you know, heartfelt video about how Apple Watch changed some of their users' lives. Um, and it's mostly related to health, you know, like, hey, uh, Apple Watch, uh, made me you know avoid a heart attack or apple watch has helped me um with whatever and it's it's really cool you know it i know it's apple to you know tooting their own horn but uh still uh i think it's apple watch is a very personal um just good feel uh device if that makes sense in a way that you know iphone and you know phones and computers and stuff they're great they're amazing but uh there's also a lot of bad stuff that comes with it you know like the even all these uh, screen times and uh, just how you use your phone and, uh, you know, just people being addicted to their devices. And the, it's, you know, it can't, there's some problems with it in today's world. Whilst the Apple Watch, for me at least, it feels like it's just a very passive, just a piece of technology that just improves your life a little bit, right? It's not, I don't know, this is something personal to me. I really like it. And uh, the whole video was kind of cool. The Apple Watch just wants you to be healthy. <laughs> it wants what's best for you, right? Like your Apple Watch is like, look, I know you're, you're uh, being productive and you're having fun on your computer, but you should you should take a walk. Like you should get up. <laughs> you should see the world, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it is like the ultimate uh, feel-good product in that way. And like, you know, I don't think you've seen a lot of stories of how like, oh, my computer has saved my life like even if like computers in general like have saved Mm. lives um this is a much direct correlation and just the fact that there's so many of these stories is really awesome um so yeah i think i love that video it's a way of uh like it's just such a big portion of the what apple watch offers you is just health related not just like health and fitness but just your health it's which you know uh, spoilers pretty important uh so and there's a lot of features that i personally hope that i will never use and you know it's not not a lot of companies just want to build features that you might not care about but like the fault detection it's like i hope i never use that feature i love having it uh you know or or like uh just it can it can send you a, a push notification a notification just if your heart is going all over the place, right? Your heart rate. Stuff like that is just, I don't even know if it's working because I only know, you know, when it does. <laughs> uh, but it's it's good to have. And just two little things that I noted about this video, just stupid, just uh, small details. Um, on the, the whole video had a border radius. I, had a little I did frame. notice that as well. <laughs> and initially it was like, so they feature a lot of um, what I assume are real FaceTime calls with customers. Um, and the fa- FaceTime window has that rounded corner thing. So, oh, they're trying to mimic just because it's a phone or whatever. Uh, but then all the shots that are not from a call, they kept that frame. So if, effectively, the whole video 
has like a border radius frame, which was interesting. Um, and another thing, uh, you remember that the, the one kid who is in the autistic spectrum, but he, he, he's a runner and uh, he uses Apple Watch to listen to music because loud sounds and stuff can, can you know, freak him out when he's running. So um, having headphones while he runs helps him. Um, I think that was really cool. And you see what I assume is like homemade videos of the kid uh, actually running with headphones. Mm-hmm. And I noted that the headphones are like, uh, well, I dare to say crappy, cheap, I think Bose headphones <laughs> when he's running. Oh, really? And I'm like, ooh, interesting that Apple decided to feature those non-Apple yeah. uh, headphones. But guess what? <laughs> you also have like n- like up-to-date like new footage after the fact. Uh, like shot and that by footage Apple. seemed, yeah, it was very high quality. <laughs> very high quality. And in that footage, guess what kind of headphones he has? A nice pair of Beats. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Everything is good. Apple world. be like, hey, can we go to whatever you live and just <laughs> record a couple, you know, shots? But <laughs> can they please not use those crappy headphones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, look, we just wanted you to be yourself, you know, be yeah. like authentic and everything. But can we please give you new headphones? Please, it looks so much better in the video. It's probably Thank just you. for the pairing, easy pairing. You know, that's what you want uh, with the Apple Watch. Yeah. Anywho, that's all I have for the video. Uh, so features of this new Series Five, um, Kevin. <laughs> for people who listen to the last week's uh, episode, the one thing you said you would like to see on a new watch. Is a feature that you got always on display. Wow. I got a lot of messages about that. Actually, I did not see that one coming. So me soon. either. Yep. It was like right out of left field. No rumors about it. Nothing. Um, so like that was super awesome to see that. Um, I would say the intro video was a bit cryptic. Like it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Like I rewatched the keynote after the fact. It makes yep. a lot of sense when you know what this yep. is about i did not but get before it. i was just like okay like this is the new apple watch and we literally can't see anything uh it'll make you dance like i was yeah. i did not i did not get it only yeah, yeah in retrospect i was like oh that's why okay 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 i get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> me, me either i didn't get it at first so um but turns out yeah apple watch has always on mode um so this looks super neat in the video so basically what happens it it the watch face switches between these two states mm-hmm. um it has like the normal state that is running at full brightness and then it has this i forget if they gave it a name but like lowered state um where it has a lower brightness they also one thing that's super cool is they lower the refresh rate down mm-hmm. to like uh one screen refresh per second Mm -hmm. uh which means that you wouldn't get any like animations or anything like that but that's totally fine like for basically showing a watch face it's totally okay i've also noticed a few examples uh in apps like uh, the workout app where you have a countdown that includes seconds when you are in the lowered mode the seconds fade out yeah. And um, same with uh, just the watch faces like if you have a second uh, uh what do you call it hand whatever right like if yeah. you have an analog watch face you know in that state you don't see the seconds like because again that would require a higher refresh rate like frame rate and that's the whole point you don't yeah exactly <laughs> 
So that's super neat. Um, how like they've done all of that? I'd be curious mm-hmm. to see um, what the third-party dev API looks like for supporting this, because it might require some uh, some additional thinking. Um, but generally, Maybe. they did it. Yeah, they did it. All day battery life. Um, so okay, so yeah, good, people... good thing they did because that's pretty much the only thing. That's <laughs> new, right? Yeah. Watch. No update to anything else, um, more or less. Like they've added the compass <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for all the people that are desperately wait- awaiting the compass. Um, uh, like I poo the compass because it's like kind of kind of hilarious, but like, um, it is actually useful for when you're doing navigation. And yeah. I've noticed that they have listened to my complaints and they've added the map to walking directions. Hmm. Um. So you can see like which way you're supposed to be going. I think that's which new is with, uh, Watch OS six, I believe. Watch OS six, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and that is super awesome. Uh, <laughs> sometimes just following like the the written instructions is not very clear. Yeah. No good. Um, so it will be so, super helpful for that. Uh, but mm-hmm. beyond this, it's like that's that's the only change. I think it's one of those things that uh, it's what's the what's important is not like the Compass app. Uh, what's important is just the API, like having yeah. that, uh, and then you know third-party developers and, and and Apple itself can just rely on that. And Maps is a good example. But you know, break the safe instead of rotating the crown, you can just like rotate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> rotate yourself. Boom! Rotate yourself. Um, <laughs> that's for watch. Break the safe uh, three. Uh, cool. And nice. then uh, new finishes. So we have um, the ceramic finish is back. And uh, and there's a new one. There's a new titanium finish. Interesting, interesting. Uh, they are pretty expensive. <laughs> this is very much a high-end finish. Um, I I've seen the ceramic like in person, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I really love it. Uh, the titanium, I it's like a rugged. You know, it's not as smooth surface as all the other materials. I, I mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see it. Um, live like in person um but regardless even though i love ceramic i don't i don't see myself spending that much money on an apple watch mm. um yeah what, what about you yeah what do you think of these like i'm there's a, a lot of things in life that i find that are like really beautiful and really tasteful and really cool but that are totally not for me <laughs> this is one of them <laughs> that it's like it looks awesome like i i think in the abstract but I I don't really see myself rocking a t- pure white Apple Watch. That's just like not really my style. So mm. um, the ceramic, not for me. The titanium one is very interesting to me because it, it is lighter than stainless steel. Um, and it is like an interesting new look. It's also only $100 more than the stainless steel. So it's technically like still feels within range. Like it's not as crazy as the ceramic one. Do you but, know if it's as shiny as the stainless steel? It's probably, no, it's not because it's brushed. So it has more of a matte, like brushed go. metal look. Um, which is like it pictures, like doesn't picture really well, <laughs> basically. Like yeah, yeah, uh, even in the, the photo that they use to announce it, it <laughs> basically doesn't look any different from the other watches. Um, 
but I've seen some photos online, which I might try to dig up uh, and put in the show notes uh, that show a little bit how it's different. I have to say, seeing the pictures, I'm also not sure about the look. <laughs> like, it feels rough. Like, it feels like what the maybe like the stainless steel version looks like before it's polished. Um, but it can be an interesting look. So I'm not sure. I will definitely go in the in the store and see it in person. Um, my question for you would be, like, I know you're an Apple Watch user. Is this right. something that you think you would get? Like, would you buy this new Series 5 watch? Or you, maybe you've bought it already, actually, because it's um, already for sale. Okay. Let me first answer the would you, and then I'll answer if I actually have, uh, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, like, because uh, I buy, like, because the Apple Watch doesn't have that long of a lifespan, right? You, you probably will upgrade if you're an Apple Watch user, you probably will upgrade like every three years, maybe, you know, eventually. It's not like a like a watch piece for life, right? Um, mm-hmm. So when I when I am ready to spend that much money on a device, I also have that in consideration. How long will this last, right? Um, right. And so, like, although I just said that I love the look of the ceramic one, at the end of the day, like I use the Apple Watch for a lot of stuff, including in... I would say like almost especially for uh, fitness, just for working out, uh, running, uh, just, you know, gym and stuff like that, uh, swimming. And for those, in that context, just having a very expensive or like shiny, uh, you know, stainless steel watch, it just doesn't, first, it's not good. It's heavy and it's not as useful, practical, but it's also, it doesn't look good, right? It's like if you could only buy one pair of pants for everything that you do, <laughs> What kind of pants would you buy? <laughs> you know, like I love sweatpants. The answer is sweatpants. <laughs> Probably, yeah. If you're gonna have to use the same pants for like working out and working just at the office and going, you know, it's tough. So I just say, okay, where do I spend most time in? Right. So I also love just the look of a stainless steel. It looks way more premium, and I think it looks great. So if I'm going out like for dinner or you know going out at night, I think it looks better. But at the end of the day, I spend way less time in a fancier uh context than just more practical uh, almost sporty uh look right so that was a long rant uh just to say that i love these but if i'm going to buy only one i think i'll probably i'll buy the most practical for me um usually that is the uh the aluminum one the cheaper one thank god it's the cheaper one <laughs> uh, um i did get the like my first apple watch series zero was a uh, uh, stainless steel and I love it. And I just, even the fact that it's heavy sometimes feels good. Um, but ever since I, I got the aluminum and I don't dislike it. So all this to say that in that context, like the sporty thing, this titanium is the one that I, I'm really curious to see it in person. Cause there's a lot of, uh, just, um, you know, athlete, uh, gadgets and gear and stuff like high end bicycles, for example, there, you see a lot of bicycles in titanium. It's a, it's a material used by athletes in some gear, some context, whatever. So I, I would love to see how that feels in because it's lighter also than, than steel. Would that be a thing like a more expensive, more premium, but still sporty and casual, um, uh, case I will see. Now, if I have bought this, uh, no, no, I haven't just <laughs> because, 
Okay, I had to add one caveat though. Um, in the Netherlands, that's where I live. Hi. Um, Apple hasn't made any deals with the carriers for cellular Apple Watches. So mm. you can't buy cellular versions of the watches. And with the what with the series four, so last year, um I don't know if you know, but like last year, uh only the aluminum model you would have the 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 option of having a non cellular, just a what do you call it? I think they call it the GPS only model. So if you wanted to buy a stainless steel, well you, you would have you could only have the, the cellular model. So last year what they did here in the Netherlands and where you can't buy a cellular version is like, well then we won't sell those. So Today, you can't buy a stainless steel watch here because mm. you don't have the cellular version. This year, I was really hoping that we would finally get the cellular version, um, but uh, we still don't. But but now they are still selling those models with no cellular. So in the US, you can't buy a Series 5, let's say, in ceramic, just the GPS model, which, by the way, it's kind of silly that you would buy that because it's $100 less. So if you're spending like... Sixteen hundred dollars in a watch, you know what's <laughs> what's more or less hundred dollars, whatever. Um, but so now you can buy all those models with no cellular. Something you can't do in the U.S., let's say. So it's it's interesting that they're really trying to because it was just a market that they were you know losing. So um, no, I'm not going to buy one because um, you know what do you get? I, I'm I'm sure the always on display will be super cool, and once you have it, you can go back. I know all that. <laughs> I'm aware. Uh, but just for the money, uh, and effectively, that's the only thing you get that encompass. I it's not worth it for me, unless I really fall in love with the titanium finish, and then we'll we'll talk. Right. Um, but you know, it's even on their marketing pages. If you do the compare models, they never compare Series Five with Series Four. The Series Four disappears. It's not <laughs> yeah. mentioned anywhere. It's the same for anything but the display. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's effectively the same. And if they were to compare it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't look good for them. <laughs> so they dropped the price of the Series Three for, to one ninety nine. That's that's a really aggressive competitive um, uh, price. I think this will probably introduce a lot more people to to this uh, platform, which is great. Download Break to Safe. Actually, don't download it now because it's broken. But once I get the <laughs> new version, download it. Um, so yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait until they have it in store, and I'll we'll see how it looks. But I don't intend to buy one. Can we talk about that ad, by the way? That was the best ad I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah, I it, was, love it was really great. So much. <laughs> and uh, I think it like it does <clears throat> a lot of like, stuff because I feel like the number one like snarky comment I get about my watch is Does this thing tell time. People always say that. And, and they like, address it. It's like, yes, it does. It does tell time. <laughs> and a million other things. And I think they did a good job at highlighting the things that it's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, basically mm-hmm. all the videos at this event were just incredible, I found. God. Can you talk about the other iPhone videos? Like the, just the... We'll get there. We'll get there oh later. My God. So um, okay, uh, there's just one thing that I want to address because like a lot of people will be talking asking me about okay. this um oh yeah what about you i forgot <laughs> am i going to get this watch yeah because i am on on record saying <laughs> if they if they have an always on display like i would 
that uh, that alone would make me want to buy it. Because you have a Series 3, right? No, I have a Series 4. Oh, okay. I can't like I can't resist a hardware redesign. Like there's no I I've like <laughs> totally given up on that. It's like okay. if there is a hardware redesign, I will buy it whatever <laughs> happens. <laughs> I know this is not great, but you know, this is just life. Um there's many <laughs> things where I don't spend a lot of money on stuff, but this is the one it's that, okay. thing that uh, I indulge judging. myself in. Um <laughs> Uh, it's not about you. This is about the the people of the internet. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, am I gonna get this? So, I am very tempted to get it. There is a couple things that make me hesitant to get it, though. So, one, I it, I feel like it's kind of along the same lines as you do. I find that this is like sort of MVP update, <laughs> where it's like there is one thing that I really want. But literally everything else is the same, like the mm-hmm. exact literal same. And if like it's like, I want this feature, but it would feel horrible to buy a whole entirely new stainless steel watch for this this only thing. And then the second one is that that only thing that I really want, it's it's not like it's full always on display. <laughs> like it's a you know it's like a dim down version and uh-huh. i'm very like they've i think they've done a good job at like not being like misleading you into thinking like oh no like everything will be the same don't worry about it it's like no like there will be differences and things that are white will turn black and so on and so forth um i guess like what i'm saying is i really want to see this in person first because if it is like really dim and it's like, oh, yeah, like you can kind of sort of see what's on the screen, but it's, you know, it's not really great. I feel like I could hold off one year and potentially like next year, unless they make it drastically thinner, they would have more battery to spend on just like either making it brighter when it's in the dim mode or it's enabling more things or if it's having some uh, like a higher refresh rate or anything like that. But right now, basically, it feels like we're having at least I guess we don't know yet, but it I'm still doubtful that we're having the full always on mode <laughs> and I kind of have a hunch that this might not be everything that I've always wanted. It might be like, I might go into a store and be like, Oh my gosh, this is totally fine. And I really love this. I want this, but I remain skeptical for now. And so because of that, I did not place an order for the watch, but I am tempted. Like it is like I, this is something that I really truly want. And I think it's probably the biggest thing to the watch that like, will have a day-to-day impact on how I do it, uh, on, on how I use it. So we'll see. But Apple is like really putting me in a, I'm in a bit of, in a bit of a pickle here. <laughs> I feel like if it had like a couple more features, I would have been like, yep, like bought, like no brainer. But this is just so close to the one I already have. And also I'm on the stainless steel bandwagon it would kind of feel like a step back to be getting a aluminum watch. So it's like, yeah. So I will be holding off, I think. 
But we'll see. I'll reserve judgment for when I see it in the store. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, by the way, real-time follow-up. I'm just checking on the website. I'm just checking again on a Dutch website. And now they're only selling the aluminum one. But I could could have swore that I've seen all of the other ones with no seller because I was looking for it. So maybe it was a mistake and they updated, they corrected it. So, okay, now I'm just very confused. So, Or maybe you accidentally maybe, loaded the US version or something. Uh, I just didn't notice. No, because I was I was really looking for like a GPS model. I mean, the sorry, the cellular model in the Dutch rubs and I couldn't. Okay, well, all of that may have been false. <laughs> Anyways, people don't come to the show for accurate, <laughs> precise information about <laughs> that kind of stuff, right? Get your news <laughs> somewhere else, people. Please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> that pink um, uh, Apple Watch uh, Nike version thing. God, it looks really good. The strap, the pink strap. Pink and black. Love it. Anyway, uh, okay, should we talk about iPhones real quick? <laughs> Please. Okay. Um, so iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. And uh, can we talk about that naming for one second also? Yep. Uh, so it's the first time we were calling an iPhone Pro. And I think nothing matters. Like the, the only reason was that ever since they introduced the third model, iPhone model, um, the name was kind of messy. And so I think the only reason <laughs> that they're introducing this Pro, I think, from a marketing perspective, is just so they can say iPhone 11, which was the 10R, is the cheapest model, and iPhone 11 starts at this price point, and, and then the, the more expensive ones look even more, like, appetizing for, you know, they look more... I don't know what do you call them. Like they, they look like a better investment because it's the pro version. That's why it's more expensive, right? Because before right. it's like you have the 10s, the 10R, in the 10s Max or whatever they call it, plus no Max. It it was kind of weird if you were not aware that the 10R is actually cheaper, but it's bigger screen size, which that's what people care about. Um, you know, forget about the OLED or LCD. No one cares about that. It's like. So the bigger one is the cheapest one. It has more colors, I guess. So it was kind of weird. In this way, they just clean it up. It's a bit easier to digest and to communicate. Um, and I think, um, I think it works. I think it works. Although iPhone 11 Pro Max is just, it's getting ridiculous. Oh, and th- that, whatever they call XDR, HD, Super Retina, Max Pro display. <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, yeah. what do you think? What do you think of the naming? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, I think they, like, they were in a bit of a... They had, like, some trouble, basically, with the previous naming. It was, like, it left no room for them to go. And mm-hmm. this seems like a much better system that just, like, will scale better over time. Um, there's the, like, weirdness around, yeah, like, the iPhone 11 Pro Max sounds a little bit stupid. But I haven't thinking about this, and it just makes it so much easier to talk about, like, Oh, is this the Max or is this the normal one? <laughs> like, and so I think it's I think it's useful to have the some kind of name for the big one, uh, and they wanted to reserve Plus for the Apple TV Plus and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's that is totally fine. 
Cool. I, Kevin, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't have a lot of things to say about this. Um, the phones are not that big of an update, you know, industrial design, uh, apart from the finishes and colors um, and that, that camera bump. They're pretty much the same. Still looks like their previous uh, versions. Um, I guess we can talk. We can start by talking about the finishes and the colors. Um, the the eleven colors, well, not eleven colors. The iPhone eleven colors. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> they're pretty like muted, almost like pastel like colors. Yeah. Which is a big departure from you know last year uh, with the ten uh, R. We're very bright, vibrant colors. Yeah. I am not a fan. I prefer me either. Oh man, I prefer. <laughs> Who the hell wants years. these like washed out colors? Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't get it. Yeah, Although either. the purple, that... a purple version is welcome. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. it. But did you see? I think was that in the initial introduction for that one? But there was one that had like, like sort of like bright purple, like flashy neons things. That I was like. Ooh, this looks awesome! Like this is like a bright neon purple one. I was like, oh no, this is like the lighting. <laughs> it's actually like not that purple. Um, so yeah, it's pretty muted. Yeah. It's pretty muted. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I feel like I mean, who's gonna get the, that green one? <laughs> that green one looks bad. Uh, yeah, the red one like looks that. amazing though. Like the deep colors. That's what we want. I don't know. That's what people want. Um, I mean, that's what I want. It's like I don't get the people who pick the colors for the iPhones. It always seems to be weird for some kind of reason. But yeah, it's just, I, I would like to be able to buy a very colorful phone, but I think it's such a commitment. Like you're stuck with that color. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess you could put a case on it, but you know, still. Hey, can I just say one little thing uh, on the mm-hmm. iPhone 11 uh, marketing page, the website, um, where where you can pick the colors. There's finally, finally, like, arrows left and right uh, for the, like, pages. You, you know the little dots from iOS to indicate how many pages, like a slideshow? Yeah. Now you have the arrows right next to it, which was always the thing that I would push forever because it's not intuitive. <laughs> you can click on the little tiny, you know, that's probably, like, 8 by 8 pixel right. tap target. Yeah. Uh, and they don't the make it bigger. Just right now, little circle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And uh, right now they're being inconsistent because so in that 11, iPhone 11 page, you have the arrows right next to the page indicator. But on the 11 Pro, we have the arrows like on the left and right side mm. of the actual, um, you know, uh, slideshow. Anyway, uh, just a little thing, little detail. Uh, what about the colors on the Pro? What do you think? So I've seen a lot of people being like really liking the green one. <laughs> I do not like Heck it either. No. Um, I like it. Seems I don't know. It's just a like a weird color. I I'll be curious to see it in person. But it seems like you know the uh, tint slider in most photo editing apps. Mm-hmm. It seems like someone played with the tint slider and just accidentally set it towards the green color. Um, but again, like if that's something that you like, more power to you. Um, seems fine. I would say I also don't like the space gray color. Mm. At least like in their renders, it looks oh, no. very pale. Are you going to get the white one? No, I am not. Okay. <laughs> but um, 
but I, I would say like when I'm looking at the pictures, I wish yeah. they made the space gray one darker. Yeah. I think like I, I think saw historically the space gray is just because they couldn't make a black, pure black version. Like I think, I think they introduced the space gray, if I'm if I'm right, uh with a with a five, uh which was a dark but not as dark. Like it was it was it was more of a gray ish than the iPhone four and four S. Because the four and four S was like glass, so it was just dark. Black. I believe. And but they, like they had issues with the coding and it would scratch and it would see the That phone the, looked amazing. I still have I it. I know. <laughs> and then the five S was like a lighter version of gray. And it was always like gray, the six and six S it was always like they tried to make it as dark as they could, but it was always like a gray. It was never black. Uh until they finally made jet black with the with the seven. And that was cool. And now with the ten and ten S whatever, you actually do have just pure black with a glass thing. And now it's like because they needed because this glass is like a has a different texture, it feels like. Um yep. and a different finish, and it's uh it's more like rugged glass. I don't know what what's going on here i don't know the technical details but it feels like it's not just glass covering something um so it i i think i believe that this space gray is the darkest they could do they could go with this new glass material thing yeah what i'm hoping is that it's just the um the reflection or something that has to do with the lighting that makes the the renders this way. Um, have but... you seen the K- KBHD video? Yes, I have. Yeah, and so it looks could... better in person, I think, mm-hmm. uh, or like in video <laughs> uh, <laughs> than in the renders. But I saw an image of side by side the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone uh, 10s, uh, and the 10s is much darker on the back, yeah. which yeah. I already find that that one is not that dark. So, Interesting. anyways. Uh, what do you think of the placement of the Apple logo? Man, we're going really into the details of it. <laughs> yeah, like um, placement of Apple logo. I thought so I wouldn't. For people really listening, like it. if you haven't seen this, the Apple logo is like right in the middle, like vertically, right in the middle of the the case. As in, like previous models, it was like probably one third. If you like, if you divided in thirds, whatever. Yeah, the placement. I thought I wouldn't love it, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> yes, like I don't care that much. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I don't even know why I asked the question. <laughs> well, but now they okay. don't have like they don't have iPhone, you know, designed by yeah. Apple, yada yada. Uh, they don't do that anymore. So if you remove that, because I feel like that would kind of balance out. So if you remove that, it's just the Apple logo, which I still think in Europe at least they're gonna have to have the. You know all the symbols that yeah, like the garbage <laughs> icon. And yeah, ah, like <laughs> oh, look at this with a big ass crack. Do you see that crack? I have a crack. Ooh, that's bad. I know. You, you look know like how, someone who needs a new phone, dude. I know. Do you know how much it would cost to replace the back? Um, uh, so like I have a, I have a crack on the back. What? Uh huh. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, close. Five hundred or six hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. Um. Do you know how much was this case? <laughs> <laughs> Still very expensive, though. <laughs> whatever. Um, $80. So whatever. Uh, so that's all for the colors. Uh, I, I think the colors are a downgrade from last year. I prefer last year's colors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whatever. whole look of the phone, I think, is a downgrade from last year. 
Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Then that camera bump. I guess like even the it. matte finish. I like obviously this kind of stuff you have to see in person. And like maybe I would love it, but in pictures, I don't think it looks better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it looks a little bit worse. It might. It might be better like when you hold it in hand, but um, yeah, in pictures, this phone just looks doesn't look as good as the other one. <laughs> agreed. Another thing that these phones have uh, is a new chip, A13 Bionic, whatever, whatever. Apparently, it's uh, very fast. Fast chip is fast. So that's what I have in my notes. Um, it's the first time that they had like a VP or whatever, senior whatever person responsible for all the silicon, um, all the silicon team uh, at Apple. It's the first time we have the, the, someone from that team on stage talking about that. <laughs> it's usually like one of the features they talk about the chip yeah. and right now they went into detail and i think like at the end of the day it doesn't matter to consumers like how many transistors there's in the in your iphone in the chip <laughs> um but they i think they were really really proud because apparently apple is one of the very few companies if not the only company making you know substantial uh, improvements and breakthroughs in silicon um and all these chips and i think they're one of the first at least cons- shipping ships to consumers in the seven uh millimeter nanom- oh my god i'm i have no idea what i'm saying seven millimeter <laughs> thing you know what i'm talking about nanometers i think nanometer they shrink yeah. the the transistors i i have something something honestly <laughs> i don't think we should spend a lot of time on that because i think they spent no. too much time on the keynote and i do not care my iphone 10 that's like two <laughs> years old is still so fast like mm-hmm. i this doesn't feel slow at all and i would okay. highly highly doubt that i could see any difference uh in this new phone what i do care about though is um the increase in battery life Heck yeah. Four to five more hours on these new models. Holy shit. I think, like, to me, that's, like, almost, like, one of the biggest selling points of this phone. Like, number one is probably the camera, but number two, uh, closely followed, uh, is the battery life. Uh, totally. I think that that is definitely the thing that consumers, people will care about, even if they don't know that it's about, it's because of that new chip. Um, regarding the chip, I only want to say that uh, it's, they didn't put a lot of like comparisons of speed improvements. I don't think. Uh, actually, I forget. Maybe they did. Whatever. But like this phone being a lot faster than the previous model was not a thing that they were pushing. So it's probably not that much faster. Um, which, again, just it just shines all the spotlights on the camera. Like that's the thing that's different about this phone. Because um, I'm just looking for. Uh, more stuff to talk about about this phone but it's it's just a camera and i guess we could talk about that regarding the battery life you mentioned so it's four more hours than the 10s do you know how many more hours the 10s had over the 10 so i i asked that exact same question uh, on twitter and people were saying that it wasn't a huge difference so it's pretty com- comparable um i can let's see there's a comparison thing. So, like, the comparison page is pretty poorly designed. <laughs> because it's like, compare the batteries. And it's, like, all relative to different phones. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, there was one place where you could see the actual um, number of hours for each device. So, 30 minutes longer than iPhone 10. 
30 minutes. Yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> not, I mean, it's not a lot. Like 30 minutes. And also, so where these things always are <laughs> super annoying is that they're, they're counting this measurement by um, hours of watching video. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, which is like, that's not how I use my phone most of the time. Like, web browsing would be a much, much better (laughs) use case. And I think they should also have like a Instagram usage or like a Twitter usage (laughs) number here because that's that's basically what I do. Uh, I do feel, though, that you know l- looking at that uh, that improvement that is for sure going to be noticeable like a 4 hours like surely even if you're not watching video it's going to make a difference i think uh was it jason snell i think it said on upgrade um and i didn't fact check this but he said that this was the biggest improvement like in terms of hours not in percentage um that one iphone had oh like in a year like this was the biggest jump right. in battery life uh ever <laughs> yeah uh that sounds about right um so yeah to me that's a that's a big selling point uh can we talk about the camera uh sure let's talk about the cameras um uh, the the iphone 11 has two cameras it's very interesting that they dropped the telephoto uh camera lens for these yeah. the new super wide or ultra wide or whatever they call it um which is an interesting thing because you know, the, well, if you if you were to think about it, it's effectively they just added an ultra wide camera to both models. So the 10R just had the wide camera, and now the 11, the 10R successor has the you know, whatever. I'm just saying that it's interesting that if you're going to have two, they they prefer to have both the wide and ultra wide over the telephoto, um, but you can still do all the portrait mode stuff. Um, Thanks, so you don't need that telephoto uh, lens to to do that. Uh, 12 meg- megapixels. All the cameras are like equal in quality of picture. Um, something that I don't think today... So, uh, by the way, I don't have a 10s, right? I'm still on the 10. But at least on the 10, the telephoto lens is definitely... like There's a drop in quality. Um, uh, I don't know details. I'm not a camera buff. Uh, whatever. So, so it, Wait, but it's nice that... Like, all the feature parity between cameras, like you can record a 4K video at 60 frames per second using any of the cameras. They are being super smart in where, like if you're zooming, you're switching between cameras, they do their best to match the, just call it correction and overall just quality of picture so you don't notice. Because today it's very noticeable. If you're zooming slowly and you switch from one camera to another, you can totally see that. I think it's smart to have put the ultra wide on the iphone 11 because honestly to most like regular people they can already zoom in like that is a thing that they they can do anyways even if they don't have uh the the portrait or telephoto lens so most people already we we as tech nerds we know that the quality is way better when you do the 2x with the actual lens but i would argue that most people are like mostly the same so this new (laughs) this new wide one is different it's something that you could never do before so it is a very smart idea to have put this one instead um i'm really excited about the idea of having like three lenses 
Uh, for me, like I use the telephoto lens a lot uh, whenever I shoot. So it's like I would not want a phone without it. Um, so I, I definitely like iPhone 11 is like not even in the question for me. Um, I think it's super interesting, like a lot of the stuff that they're doing, like you mentioned, uh, how they transition between different cameras. I am a bit curious about how they do that. Uh, so, for example, like in the viewfinder, you see you have like the the typically you have black bars, but in this new iPhone, they're semi-transparent and you see like basically like the wider viewport of the wider lens. I think that's but really these, smart. But these lens, these lenses are not aligned. I don't think are they or maybe this actually does work out so that like the I don't know I just how do you line these things up because they're they have a little bit of a different point of view so do they just like does the viewfinder only take the wide angle one and then basically like shows you the cropped kind of version and then when you take the picture it actually takes it with a different lens than what you're seeing in the viewfinder or does That's it try to question. do some weird, like, you know, sort of skewing and sizing and positioning of the what the other lens is seeing? To that is a, to, that to is a good question. I have no clue. I haven't even thought about it. Here's one thing that I've heard uh, again from Jason Sell Upgrade. Uh, I if you take a picture at one x, and again you can still see, you know, in the UI, like data coming from the ultra wide. Uh, camera but if you take a picture using the one x just the default wide camera um i think there's like a li like, there's like a time limit but if you edit that photo after you've taken it you can crop it out so you can use the data from the ultra wide so you can get more you can crop it you know zoom out right which which is i don't know how that would work because effectively you're taking two pictures in um and you know aligning them <laughs> somehow <laughs> I don't understand how they do this, but uh, I know that like there's always there, it's always capturing data from other cameras as well. Yeah, so that that'll be very interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just honestly, I'm just excited to be able to take wide-angle pictures. Like I'm, mm -hmm. like I'd be curious to see like how it affects my photography. Uh, so that seems great. Uh, they talked about the um, deep fusion stuff mm -hmm. they were doing in the keynote and this is where i find that things start getting very fuzzy <laughs> around the details um because phil schiller was like look at this incredible image that you could have never shot on any other camera before and it was honestly like a picture that looks just like any other picture i've ever seen before there was like i don't know lot. like could you see could you there tell the difference? There was a lot of detail, especially in the in the subject's uh, sweater. Like, was there, though? I, it looked like a very, very, very sharp detailed picture. So effectively, I think, to, to sum up what that deep fusion thing is, is you take a picture, the phone is actually taking three different pictures with the three different cameras. It's going to analyze pixel by pixel which of the three cameras it you know, which of the three pictures that he took has the most detail and use that data effectively to compose. It goes over every single pixel in a, you know, in a second or whatever. And it, it composes the most detailed image that he can, which is all bananas, yeah. right? This is, this is completely bananas. Um, but 
cool. I don't, so I am not a camera, but like, I don't, I'm not into that. I'm not that much into photography. There's a lot of these technical terms that I think what the iPhone can do now and even show you in the camera UI, a lot of the stuff, it's, it just flies over my head. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I kind of really like the fact that Apple is showing just how much they care about photography. Um, I think like before, I think that a lot of people associated Apple um, being a fan of is like Apple is a fan of music, right? Apple with the iPod, with mm-hmm. iTunes Store, they were they would always do something that just for the sake of music, just because they really love music and also to make money. But you know, like it's something that they 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 they, they said bunch of time on on stage, just because we love music and that's why we spend so much time, you know dedicated to this to this industry and i think right. now camera you know photography is the new music for apple the fact that they would go to they designed a custom uh typeface just to use on the camera app um, i love this <laughs> i love it i think that just right now when you you know the little zoom wheel when you're switching between um zooms and you see the 1x 2x uh 0.5x they also just tell you the millimeters of each camera which is a detail that like consumers like hey me i don't really i know what it i know what it means but it's not something i would care to see in the ui Mm -hmm. um but that's something that well now they're showing because it's they're treating the camera app like a real pro camera i wonder if some of this is only available in the new pro phones or if this will also going to have this in um actually i guess i could try i was wondering about this too um because it's not in the ios 13 seat that I have it is not um and I have a feeling and I'm happy to be wrong on this but I have a feeling that it will not be coming to the old phones yeah they're just like too bad for you you're stuck in the past with your old camera (laughs) UI um because I recently um I fired up my um iPhone 7 plus and it's just like hilarious to see like (laughs) how um the status bar is like an old style status bar and so it has like when you're in in a call or something or like a screen recording it takes over like the whole thing it turns red right. Right. it's like this just like didn't update any of these things like the way you pull up notifications center is still by swapping up from the bottom yeah. it's like weird how they don't like bring these new devices into the future <laughs> in these ways um so yeah, I have a feeling that it might not come, even though they totally could. Like, there's no real reason they could that they. But I think that that they don't want to do that. But. The camera and the photos app, especially uh, iOS 13, it it like it's it's night and day. It's just so much better. The all the editing tools in the new you know iOS 13's uh, photos app, especially yeah. especially for video, like yes. we 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 went from not being able to freaking do anything with video just you could trim it trim it and even if you trim it you're going to save it as a new clip don't get me started like that's that's all the editing power you had for a video to now you have you can mirror it you can flip it you can crop it you can you have all the you can adjust brightness and contrast and all the stuff that you can do for you know pictures you can do for video it's just it's just really just way better um mm-hmm. and it's great to see apple dedicate all the time and effort and resources to this but to me, and I did mention this last week, um, you know, I mentioned that the Pixel just 
ruin the camera on my iPhone. <laughs> to right. me, at the end of the day, it's like I really need reviewers to have this phone and do all the tests and just tell me how does this compare to Pixel? Because you know the Pixel Four is about to be announced very soon. Uh, so I think today, if you're you have a review unit, you're going to compare it to the Pixel Three. Is it just going to match it? Because it needs to be yeah. better. Because I'm sure the Pixel Four yeah. is going to be even better. Yeah, this is where I feel like Apple's keynotes have gotten like much much worse over time, and I feel like this is something that Steve Jobs would nail like would do really well is like show me the side by side like how can i see with my own two eyes that this is better like show me what the picture would like like with the old iphone and show me what it would look like with this one show me what it would how it compares with like the competition like all these things like apple's pictures that they use in their marketing images they always look awesome they looked awesome with the iPhone 3GS, <laughs> you know. Um, like, how well, maybe do not you? Well, the projectors were small. I don't, I don't remember as much, but but you know what I mean. Like, I feel like yeah. they don't do enough of a good job at comparing it. Like, is it actually an improvement? Like, they keep saying like, "Oh, this is the next generation smart HDR." Okay, how is it different from existing HDR? Yeah. And don't tell me about something something pixel fusion something something cameras <laughs> like it's like this could be literally anything um and especially you know i found that it, right? in this event like, they called out like so many things that were already there um in previous iphones that is just like and same thing with the apple watch where they're like um one of the main features of the apple watch this year is you can pay with apple pay it's like you have literally been able to do this forever you know, like, don't try to make this sound like it's new, like on these these slides that are that were super nice, by the way, like the sort mm-hmm. of recap grids. Yeah, the collage super cool. thing. That was uh, way better than a yeah. word cloud. Yeah, but oftentimes I felt like, wow, like you're reaching far for like old features that we've already seen and we've already talked about that are still making their way onto like this, a new oleophobic uh, uh, coding thing. Yeah, like there's yeah, a lot like, of there's a lot of yeah, that's been true for whatever we'd already seen. Well, so I think it's obvious why they don't do that. It's we gotten to a point in where the all the updates are or upgrades are so incremental that when you compare it to last year, it's not that noticeable. So right. the impact that it has of me showing you, look at how great this picture is. You know, like holy shit, that that it really is a great picture. It has a different impact than if you compare it to also a nice, but maybe not as nice, but still very nice picture, right? The 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 jump is not as noticeable, and that's true not just for the camera, um, for everything. Like, uh, heck, they they demoed a bunch of games, and then they demoed like a, they demoed a bunch of games before announcing the new phone, and then when they announced a new phone with a better GPU, better whatever, they also demoed another game and. I think it even looked worse. Like it's not, you know, we're not getting that much of a jump in any any part of the phone, really. Um, the camera is still the biggest jump, and yet, you know, <laughs> I think it also they don't compare it to the competition because I honestly don't think they would win. They they wouldn't <laughs> make them look good. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not sure. Like, and I also don't need it to be the best camera in the world. Like. <laughs> And it's kind of sad to say because I wish it was. Um, 
But I, I do need it to be a lot better <laughs> than what my current phone is. And so I, are they able to deliver that? Who knows? <laughs> we shall see in the reviews. So, Kevin, are you going to get a new phone? Okay, so when I left the keynote, and I think I tweeted it, and I talked and confirmed. Yeah, you've been tweeting. Like, what a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I mean, isn't it always? Um, I was thinking, look, uh, it doesn't seem, I feel like with this event, Apple has done MVP improvements to all of this product. Like, this is the minimum they can do to make it seem like it's kind of appealing. And so it's a it's a bunch of nice little things, but there's not like one big thing that makes me feel like I need this phone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my general feeling. Uh, but then, of course, someone had to crush uh, my my positive feeling, <laughs> uh, which was uh, my friend Dustin uh, that Thanks, said, Dustin. you know, like an iPhone is relatively inexpensive compared to and he says like your income but like obviously Dustin doesn't know what my personal income is but uh but like general I'd say like our general income of people who work in tech obviously like I do not want to generalize or anything like that but um I do think it is like generally true that like it generally like it's it is an expensive device but when you put it into context it is not that big of a deal for people who work in tech um it's like a photographer spending a bunch of money in cameras like yeah right okay makes sense um and especially when you think about how many hours a day do you use your phone um to him it makes it literally zero zero sense not to buy the absolute best phone on the market as soon as it is available I I don't fully agree with that, uh, you know. So, okay, it's but I like, understand where it's coming from. It is tricky. I feel like I do agree to some extent. Like I feel like there has to be a line, right? It's like, okay, like what if the 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 only thing they did was make the CPU five percent better? Like, it's like, is that worth getting a new a new phone? Like, well, probably not. Like there is. There is some kind of threshold, and it depends, I think, where you draw that line. But I do think, given the fact, I think I was looking at the stats, and I spent like close to like three, three and a half hours a day on my phone, uh, which is a lot. But it's like, yeah, like this is probably like the one device that I use the most in my entire life, basically, right? Like I use this thing all the time. Um, and so I was thinking like, well, maybe like, cause this phone does have like a couple interesting improvements. Number one being the camera, having a wide angle camera, I think would be really interesting and would potentially like do a lot for like the photography that I do. Cause I do a lot of architecture style photography, which I think could be really interesting having a wide angle lens on me every, every single day. Um, Two, I desperately need to fix the uh, the uh, not white balance, but the uh, exposure problem on my phone. Uh-huh. Like this is like driving me insane. How every <laughs> single picture is is blown out, uh, and so it, this could one hundred percent totally be fixed in software, but it seems like they won't. Um, so <laughs> honestly, at this point, I'm 
am close to buying a phone just to get that fixed. <laughs> and then number three, four hours of battery life. Like that would be really nice. That's a big one. Again, assuming that it's a true four hours of battery life and not a like pretend four hours uh, when you basically use your phone to do nothing. Uh, <laughs> so what I've decided is, and there's still time for me to change my mind, but what I've decided is I will be ordering this phone. I will get it. I will try it. I will do my own comparisons. And if I feel like it's not enough of an upgrade compared to the phone I already have, I will just return it. Fair enough. So what do you think? Because in an ideal world, like I would just basically wait for all the reviews to come in, to come out and everything. But I feel like there's not enough time <laughs> for us to yeah, test everything. Um, and I, I can't risk, like take the risk of getting it like two months later. And I think also like the added thing here is I'm going on like a two week trip in Italy. And Ooh. it sure as hell would be nice to like have all these, these improvements with me there. So. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I like if I don't have to like I I know that it's a thing like I just want to like I I don't feel it's fine if I don't get this one it would be fine but I am getting one. Uh, the reasons I gave give myself is the camera would be nice. Like I just again right now the camera on my ten because I do own a Pixel it's just embarrassing and I would like my iPhone <laughs> not to be embarrassing uh, when yeah. I take pictures. Uh, that's one. Second is again keep in mind that I'm jumping from a ten so there's a lot of features that were true also for the 10s but that's something i, I never got the 10s so uh that one being uh the dual sim thing dual sim with the eSIM thing mm-hmm. support because right now i do own two phone numbers one dutch and one still, still my oh, okay one. right and right now that dutch number is being used in the pixel but is i don't carry the pixel with me all day so it would be nice to have both of my phone numbers in my, the same phone that'd be cool um also my phone today is cracked the back is cracked i would love to be able to use a phone without a case. Okay, now I can't because it's just <laughs> shattered glass. Uh, that's not fun. Uh, and you know what? That's that's pretty much it. Also, uh, I'm really interested in, and no one talks about this, but especially with iOS 13 and the new uh, shortcuts app, for phones, for, so 10s and newer, um, there's a new, uh, a new protocol, a new version of the NFC uh chip so you can you can use like nfc tags to trigger shortcuts and that's not possible oh, right. with a 10 and i just just from a just the nerdy me would like to play with that but get buy a bunch of like nfc enabled stickers and do something like i'll have a sticker right next to my coffee machine so every time i get coffee i'll just put my phone next to the coffee machine and it automatically log like a new 100 milligrams of coffee to my health app or whatever Stuff like that. Um, I just want to play with that because I have a bunch of ideas. So all of these little things and the fact that it would be nice to have a new phone. Mm-hmm. Looks, you know, Fun fact. The, um, you know the Apple Card packaging? Yep. Um, so if you have a, an iPhone XS, they send you one that has like a little sign that's like, hey, put your phone here and it will like all magically come up. But if you don't, they have it doesn't have that symbol and it mm-hmm. says like open the wallet app <laughs> and so um yeah I, I do think like there's a lot of useful useful uses <laughs> uh but what for, if 
that is. What if you have a 10s and you order your Apple Card with a 10s and they're like, ooh, they have a 10s. I'm going to send them with this fancy new packaging that you just have to touch your phone. But in the meantime, your phone breaks uh, and then you have to go back to your old phone because you broke your phone and now the whole onboarding flow doesn't work. Well, I'm just saying, problem. Man. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, cool. uh, but yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess that's All it. Right, so they've they've changed the time now. It's so it's not the same time as usual that they're doing the pre-orders. We shall see how that uh, that affects things. All right, I think uh, I think we've covered it, right? I think so. That was a long show. Uh, not as long. Oh, as the okay. Keynote, I have I, I have one more thing. <laughs> uh, in the spirit of Apple keynotes. Uh-huh. Okay, so I don't know if you've been paying attention, but like I, that's certainly like something that I've noticed more and more with each keynote is apple has been like slowly but surely evolving their keynote style uh for how they do these presentations um and i really like where they're going like they're trying a lot of new things and doing a lot of like cool designy things um which i think like just end up being making for a more engaging presentation but like if you've noticed they're using a lot of animations, whereas mm-hmm. before they would be relying a lot more on um, on just like, you know, static screenshots uh, and uh, simple magic move transitions. But all the stuff that they're doing, like they're doing a lot of stuff with like things are coming up at like different delays and like transitioning smoothly from one screen to another where it's like it's not just moving. It's like. The phone is like rotating and like spinning around and all these things. How do you think they're doing this? Do you think it's just like a bunch of videos or is it like some kind of special build of Keynote that enables them to do more animations? Even if it's videos, they must have, they must be running their, their, with the new Mac Pro because throw (laughs) a bunch of videos on a Keynote file and try to play that on your laptop. Oof. Exactly. Exactly. So it gets like know. all choppy. They pro- well, they probably have a new uh, beta version of Keynote that's going to be released with the new Catalina thing. <laughs> I don't probably know, not. but if anyone does know, I I would love <laughs> to hear from little birdies <laughs> about this because uh, I I'm very very curious about how that kind of stuff works. As someone who's currently working on <laughs> my <laughs> uh, my talk presentation, mm-hmm. it's like it's very hard. Like, there's a lot you can do. But there's a bunch of things, like, especially when you're working with video, it's like you can't have a video playing while you're transitioning between two slides. So it causes a lot of, like, weird breaks um, and stops and starts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I don't know. I'm just one thing I'm very curious about. I did see it, it does seem like they're using Keynote, like for sure, because they're, I could see like the confidence monitor and it seemed like it was running like the normal Keynote template or a Keynote like style, um, like presenter display. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just some thoughts. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. Okay. Should we do recommendations real quick before we go? Uh yes, let's do it. So I'm trying to see my recommendations. I have I have them in this document. I can go. Okay, I can so, start while you while you. Yeah, go first. Go your, first. Okay, my recommendation. We talk about shows. Uh, it's a new show that we're watching. Uh, it's HBO's Succession. I think that's. Oh cool! Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, how it's, is it? Um, so we're like halfway through the first season. Uh, there's two seasons available, I believe. Well, it's on currently. It's on the second season, I think. Um, so I've heard good things. Like I've heard uh, good uh, critics, uh, cr- good reviews. Um, one way that uh, uh, Joanna, St- oh, what's her name, Joanna Stern, Joanna Robinson, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> one way she put it was like, "This is, this is like if if uh, Tywin Lannister was like stepping down, and all the Lannisters were trying to, you know, get his place." <laughs> it's a bit like that. Like uh, I, I gotta be honest. Like the first episode, I was not totally into it. Um, it just felt like this is just about a bunch of rich kids having rich kids problems. Like oh boo hoo, uh, must suck. You know, getting all those millions or whatever. <laughs> um, but the show really gets. I, I don't want to say better, but the plot just grabs you more and more as you go. Uh, and right now, I think we're in episodes five or six. And right now, I'm really into this show. It gets really good. Um, so I would recommend it. So if you're looking for something to, to watch now, it's on HBO again. It's called Succession. Um, I guess I can give a synops. Synops? How do you say that word? Synops? Synops? I don't know. Um, synopsis? Just, synopsis? Synop- whatever. Oh, great. IMDb. Uh, Succession follows the dysfunctional American global media family. Cool. <laughs> uh, imagine like if if uh, what's the name of the guy that owns Fox, like Fox, uh, something Murdoch, uh, Rupert Murdoch. Right. So imagine that he is stepping down all of his properties or whatever, and all of his sons and daughters and whatever want to take charge of the company. <laughs> what? <laughs> whatever. It's a good show. Watch it. What about you? Cool. Awesome. So I'm following kind of in the same line of thought. Um, I'm recommending a movie and I don't watch a lot of movies these days, Um, but this was a very good one. It's called Burning. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It was directed by, yeah. I haven't heard about it. It was directed by Lee Chang Dong, which is a, um, a director that apparently is like really talented and you can see that in this, in this film uh, for sure. It's a um, it's a Korean movie, um, so we gotta yes. watch it with the subtitles. And I am <laughs> I am getting better with the subtitles. Um, Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's this like super engaging, um, sort of psychological thriller. Um, it's it's very hard to describe, uh, but alley. it's. It's yeah, it's like very you're at the edge of your seat the whole time, but you're also kind of like not sure why. Like it <laughs> nice. is it is very well done. Um and basically this the sort of like premise for this uh this film is um this guy named Jong Su, um which basically like runs into this uh this girl named Haimi, uh which is a, a girl that like he knew uh before like when he was in school. Um and she um like they start talking and like they get along pretty well initially. Um uh, and then she is going away on a trip to Africa. And then when she comes back, she has a new friend uh <laughs> that that also lives lives close to them um and that person is very strange <laughs> let's just leave it at okay. that um 
So yeah, it's honestly it's like super well done. It has really nice. great reviews on Letterboxd. Um, I I would love. It's like it is a the one clarification that I want to mention is it is one of these types of films that you're gonna want to discuss after it ends. Like there's okay. there's things to talk about. So, so I'm gonna watch it and maybe for me maybe it's we right can up talk my alley next week. Sure, yeah, if you want to, I can have so down. Uh, check it out. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, that's it for the show. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. And uh, you can follow us on, on Twitter. We are at LayoutFM. Tweet at us and say nice things. We always appreciate it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a shout out next week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find the show notes, like links for all the stuff in the videos that we mentioned uh, on the uh, website. That's layout.fm. And um, this show is part of the Spec FM network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, uh, check them out at spec.fm. And lastly, uh, once again, thanks so much to uh, BarkBun. Don't forget that you can get a free dot .design domain name uh, if you go to our website and use the promo code LAYOUT at checkout. Um, free for a year. So um, thanks, BarkBun, for sponsoring LAYOUT. And thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. I was going to say tomorrow, but probably next <laughs> week. <laughs> yes. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.